0: If you're planning on getting three sheets in the wind this Halloween
1: Treat yourself to the best in booze that could Spirits Located at 1202 1st Street, Jessup, Georgia So remember
0: Every witch and werewolf Ghoul and goblin Fang or claw Lift your spirits with good
2: spirits. Not responsible for magic potions, creature comforts, or liquid courage. A <sighs> winter time? Well, that, thats the grand opening across town. Music. Yeah, that looks like the gravy days right there. <laughs> I got a half beard. <laughs>
3: and probably I'm drunk <laughs> and it looks like the wrist was I haven't been that skinny in a
2: long time down. even though when Save I was like that skinny rinse. I still had a big old head look at that big old head <laughs>
1: Told me phone.
0: Hey so folks, me welcome to another Something Water, to water podcast. I'm your co-host Uncle Dave Griffin, along with Sean Clark and our good buddy Justin Mercer over there on the uh, behind the scenes, making everything right. And uh, this time, our guest is none other than my nephew Graham Griffin.
3: Hey guys. Thank Good you. to have
0: you. Good to be here. <laughs> All right. So tell them what your your whole name is,
3: uh, David Graham Griffin. After named after you and uh, GP.
0: <laughs> there you go, folks. Now, now you know that I'm not been lying to you. Um, he was named after his uncle Dave, and uh, the Graham came from Graham Parsons, uh, a waycross Georgia boy. And, uh, you've pretty much lived up to, uh, your namesakes.
3: I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, you have, because, uh, uh, both Graham Parsons and myself, we both like to write a song every now and then.
3: Well, that, that is something I continue to do. I mean, nobody hears most of them, but, uh, yeah, that, that is something I continue to do and and love. Yeah. So, uh,
0: um. Where did you get the inspiration to start writing songs?
3: Uh, I don't know if stuff like that is just a certain amount of it's like inborn or something, yeah. or 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 genetic, inbred, innate, inbred, inbred, inbred. Yeah, I don't know if it's
1: inbred, uh, but
2: well, no, you started uh, with poetry, didn't you? were not you like, write, well, like writing poetry first, or no? Actually, if you want to get technical about
3: it. I, I have my dad, your brother, uh, Gary, your brother, uh, the guy's brother. <laughs> uh, yeah. As Larry King said, uh, no, he has told me stories about me being like three years old in the bathtub and I'd make him go get a uh, a pad and a, and a, a pen and <laughs> I would dictate the songs to him and, and uh, he would write them out. And so I guess if you want to get technical, it started that early at an early age and uh my daughter um Tori Towns she's named after Towns Van Zandt um mm-hmm. she is five now and she's writing songs and um she's she does the same thing she's makes me get up because she's not reading and writing quite yet uh I get a little pad and she wants to dictate to me and uh the other day i told her that she was a songwriter you know and she said i can't write dad i can't write i'm not a songwriter i said yeah but you're making up songs so you're you're a songwriter and um, even when she was um probably she wasn't even two yet she was like she was one one and a half i got her a little uh mini mouse like little tiny mini mouse guitar Mm-hmm. and she didn't even know what a guitar was at that time and, and uh, I kind of showed her like this makes music or whatever and handed it to her and she picked it up and started doing it and she said apple juice apple juice she was already writing a song about what you know what she knew you know
2: yeah. so that I guess most of music it, when you write about what you know that's right so yeah. apple juice and dirty yeah.
3: diapers but I I guess I don't know where it comes from I guess that's the best answer yeah
0: uh uh megan my daughter megan was doing it too when when she was little i've still got snippets of of some of the first songs that she or committed to at paper and they are funny <laughs> uh my I myself now i don't know uh i, I know that my parents weren't songwriters or poets well, but they were heavily uh, into music, right? You know? Yeah, granddad loved daddy. My daddy, your granddaddy, uh, had a, a monster of a record collection,
3: and he liked all the good stuff too. He
0: did. He, he he had that. It was my intro to Hank Williams Sr. and Johnny Cash and all those wonderful forty fives. And he had albums, too. He had albums and 45s. We had a killer uh, German uh, uh, stereo console cabinet, a whole system, you know. It was uh, Telefunken was the brand name, and it was a beautiful piece of furniture, and that's where I, I got my uh, early, early. I mean, I was I was hooked by that. I would spend hours in front of that, piece of furniture you know probably more than television yeah and uh would Would they let y'all uh play stuff yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm sure uh we were probably chastised and told not to but i think we couldn't keep our hands off of it you know it's like as a child you know you you figure things out and uh it don't it don't matter that uh it's just like nowadays, little two and three year olds with cell phones. Oh yes, they'll it's, be going like this. You know? It's
3: wild. They can already do <laughs> they, they. As soon as they're born, you know they're like surrounded by it. It's so, what you know. Yeah. It's it's what your environment. Which is, you know, which is a good and bad thing probably. Mm-hmm. But but you know, Grandma I was going to say uh, your mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote like a a book. Um, I don't think it ever got published but about her experiences as a teacher and she was a really good writer so Ooh. maybe some of the writing stuff was come from her because uh, you know um, dad is you know a great writer you're a great he writer he is um and we were all editors of the high school paper uh, oh i didn't realize you yeah. were uh, well you we, we i we, sort of say that we had a uh the year i graduated we consolidated so we kind of had a little paper going but we never really got it up and going but that's what i did that's what y'all had a proper paper probably back then mm-hmm. uh you were the editor dad and connor right connor i don't think was the editor well he wrote for
0: he, it he did i yeah. think he did write for the newspaper um
3: which we were a half ass paper but i mean yeah. everything that year was kind of crazy uh because they were still building the school when we when we moved in there but mm-hmm. But that is where, I, uh, to segue, uh, that is where I uh, started doing music and meeting the people that I first got in bands with was was there. In school? Mm-hmm. High yeah. school? Yeah, high school. Uh, uh, like, senior, really senior year mm-hmm. uh, Dang, of high school. I wish
0: I had uh, – I, I think it's sitting in my house somewhere uh, in the form of uh, VHS – tape I don't think it's on uh, a DVD but uh, you, you used to bring your classmates over to our house on on Dog Hill uh, back when we lived on Mount Pleasant Road and uh, and get me to play songs for them number one, but it was somewhere – I think that was more like around your junior – Yeah, junior and senior year. Senior years.
3: When I started driving.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you – but you never came but, – but there's an age know, difference.
2: I didn't know him in high school. Y'all were yeah. four years apart, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd yeah. have moved off to school and came back before I met Graham. Yeah. I got you. I met you when
3: um, you opened that store – over there by the stadium, and I Mostly. can't remember how we were introduced, but my best friend was your cousin, so
2: Conway yeah, Strickland, the late great. Uh, but I yeah. don't remember Conway being a part of me, me- meeting you. I think right. it was uh, Jesse, Jesse here. Okay, yeah, that, and, that makes uh, sense. I think it was, you know, back then we, we were like all trying to write whatever we were trying to write, and for whatever reason they thought I was bluesy and they uh i said you need to get with graham because he writes blues yeah yeah and i don't think either one of us wrote blues but we just our kind of way bluesy that's what i always used to say our our kind of way bluesy yeah yeah. which we got uh, we we did have blues roots but i mean i think they were just what they were doing at the time was more metal or we were bluesy compared to them compared to them yeah we were more rootsy i guess we just didn't know what to call what
3: back then we had good uh what is interesting to me about gravy and stuff like that is i don't know where it came from but we had good influences from the get-go like mm-hmm. before we even realized it because i mean of course we liked all the stuff that was current and popular nirvana pearl jam uh, beck i loved beck but i i since I was a kid I've always gone back further than that and I don't it's not mm-hmm. that I was ever prodded or encouraged to it's just well like like granddaddy had mm-hmm. Hank Williams Sr. records mm-hmm. laying around and y'all had the Beatles records laying around but I, I listened to Buddy Holly and the Crickets mm-hmm. I, when I was a little kid I thought they were current I didn't realize they were from the 50's you know mm-hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis was my favorite when I was a kid so we had all that like, and you probably are the same way Mm-hmm. so we had that in our dna really when we formed a band together so
2: yeah i think we all had our own different influences and we all turned each other on to different things and i think we that band we really had a lot of, of originality compared to anybody else's yeah one. it was What's the first band name the well, woodman uh, what the first name of gravier
3: was um Really, the Woodgrains? Yeah, that's where the Woodgrains got their name from. Really? Yeah, I've been. Mean, no. We were the Woodgrains for like two weeks or something. Like that. Oh my gosh!
2: I don't even think we played a gig like that. No, no. That we had was, a uh, of... Jesse Lee come up with that name, yeah. Woodgrains, yeah. and uh, I think it was going to be me, you, and Jesse Lee, and I don't think we ever did anything. Yeah. What did he play?
3: He played harmonica. He and... had the. That's right. I didn't he play the organ?
2: He two? bought an organ and he put it in so my that, house. Yeah, yeah, that qualifies. As, that
3: qualified as yeah. an organist. I don't know he might have known he might have known what he
2: was doing I don't don't really remember jamming with him even that but I think that was mostly based around you and him rapping and stuff I think yeah
3: rapping Christmas presents
2: and then we (laughs) started
3: singing carols and then it's like hey we harmonizing no no we I guess I did like rap back then but that was definitely something that I mean I still like hip-hop a little bit like the old stuff but that was something that was an element but it wasn't a big element i don't think in in our music but
2: the, uh pre-gravy before will came into the picture will thrift it was me you and jesse and jody parrot and maybe zach cardwell yeah Zach cardwell too yeah, yeah and, he was uh, there for for a minute and i think We played a few shows like that, and we bounced around names from the (laughs) Severalist. Terrible. (laughs) We had some bad ones. I think that was (laughs) Jody's. Yeah, that was. And uh, Plastic Man. I remember that was your idea for the. Plastic Man? Yeah, I think we did. We're Plastic Man. (laughs) Yeah.
3: We had a lot of, uh, well. When you're smoking that much yeah. pot.
0: <laughs> no, did you yeah. know that there was a comic book called Plastic Well, yeah, that's Man. probably where it yeah, came that's from, the old, old And I think and I so. bought the uh, one of the first copies in 1965 in a little uh, convenience store in Lutz, Florida. It was relevant to me. It was, a, oh, it was yeah. a
3: comic book it was called Plastic Man.
0: Yeah, I remember the guy had the seventies sunglasses. <laughs> sunglasses. He had
3: the Elvis yeah. glasses. <laughs> yeah. That was actually a good one. But uh Well the first band I was ever in uh before Gravy was uh if you want to talk about crazy names, uh in high school uh Job Driggers, Patrick Benfield, Jamie Bruner, and me uh were at John Holmes in the Footlongs. Yeah. And I will guess I was John Holmes because I was the lead singer, but talk about false <laughs> advertising and that name. But, but uh, we used to play house parties and, and stuff, and it was a really good like learning uh, uh, phase, I guess, because like, we didn't ever really even play in clubs or bars, but we played house parties to a lot of people, and they dug it and stuff, mm-hmm. and we, we got into the habit of what being a band is, practicing and mm-hmm. getting trying to get tighter we wrote original songs and uh they were probably derivative original songs like of uh oasis and pearl jam and whatever was out. but we you know we were trying there and and people dug us and it was cool so and the first i know the first time i met you was or one of the first times i met you was was with Job driggers because he was coming back from college or something like that from athens and I remember he would want to jam with me because when he Mm -hmm. come back, because we were not really a band anymore. We were still trying to hang on to it or whatever. And I said, well, you know, I just met this dude. He plays and he's cool. And so I remember going behind the old high school, behind the tennis courts one night and everybody was passing a bottle around. I don't even know if you remember this. I don't okay we were all you had brought some girls there or something and yeah. uh me and me and <laughs> me and joe pulled up it, and he had his guitar you had your guitar and and we just started i think it's the first time y'all might have kind of hung out but the we started
2: course the, the old ware county old school. ware
3: county where you went to school yeah yeah and we were behind there well, and cool. i remember uh vividly we was that my old school. Uh, we, 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 yours the, was the
2: where the junior the, high. Yours was, was the, the junior high. That yeah. was the
0: original. That was junior yeah. high when I went. So yours high school was Cherokee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we um. But so anyway, was the tennis courts you're talking about. Yeah, one, behind Cherokee. the tennis
3: courts there, and we jammed all night and hung out and I passed the bottle. I, I remember that, and mm-hmm. I know that was like the second time I ever hung out with you. I know. I
2: know one of the first times I hung out with you was at uh the golf course out there yeah and uh i think we rode around and you were singing me a song whiskey bottle lyrics right well you didn't never have any guitar to it and you're singing it to me and i think we've yeah later on figured it out yeah that was like
3: technically probably the first real song i ever wrote and i wrote it with you yeah because i have to collaborate i'm not really a guitar player or
2: or or anything pretty much had the whole song laid out though i just had to figure out what chords right right but but i mean i didn't feel like i really wrote anything about it. well i mean it's like i was figuring out what you had already had you'd already had the melody and everything
3: well yeah i mean it's it's definitely a co-ride in everything i do though because it takes i think that one of my strong suits is collaboration like i could bring something i might bring something pretty much fully formed uh, but it still takes the other person to know where you're coming from, and and some of the best songs I've ever written to me uh, is with people like like you might throw in one line that just is perfect needs to be there, and yeah, you're like, an outside influence. I wouldn't have ever thought of that. Uh, yeah, I like writing with other people too. Uh, and and sometimes when it's projects like even with the Newfanglers, like where it's I looked at that totally as a um, like a more of a songwriting exercise because mm-hmm. y'all had the story lined up already, a true story. Uh, it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. you know. You had that, and and it was almost like Dave was dictating. All right, we yeah. need somebody to
2: do this part of the story. Yeah, he had an, and outline, and an outline, an yeah. outline. We need a song about this, a song about that. Yeah. And, song and I remember
3: this. I had to do the, I had to do the love story angle, mm-hmm. and I come up with a whole song that I can't even remember it now, but I thought it was pretty good.
0: It wasn't the one that ended up. No, I, I, really? I
3: brought it to you, and you're like, uh, "Oh, you're, man. I don't
0: know. I wish I still. But you know what, though,
3: that. I, I went back to the drawing board, and I come up with something that y'all liked, and it was probably a better song for it, too.
2: You know. Yeah, Yellow Moon. Yeah, Yellow yeah. Moon. Yellow which,
3: Moon. Which thought that was a kind of a weird one, but uh,
0: hopefully it, it was, fit with thought, the that's one of my favorite only, ones on there it is mine too. It's perfect it contains the the seed of one what? chord yeah. in there that to me uh is the best note on the album. It's when 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 it changes from from E to A uh, uh and, and Paul hits that little chime on the uh, lap still yeah <laughs> i swear to god it's just that during the uh solo right during right. the solo it's right there that just just uh, just gets me every time
3: something about that project was kind of
2: magic it was, uh, it, was, it, was just it was poured very, out a, uh, uh happened very fast it felt like well uh, sort of fast and slow though because it took us, it took forever to get it finished did, or, yeah but we, we had, the, in the, we had the, well, the, the initial groundbreaking was like, all the songs are written yeah, and I laid mean, down. That, the, and then it's like four years later, they're mixed. Yeah, the <laughs> actual
3: creative part yeah. did happen fast. Yeah. Uh, but it was, that was such a cool time because we were still, we had come out of gravy. had been We'd been a couple years out of gravy, but I feel like we were at our uh, sort of like a peak creatively because we were still using that muscle all the time which you still you never quit but i mean i've been retired for a good decade or more really (laughs) probably more like 15 years but retired from songwriting from all of it from performing from song which i I still write songs when they uh like uh book of white called them sky songs because you just reach up into the sky and grab it Mm -hmm. uh or they reach down and grab you but so i still write songs like that where i can't help it like if i'm if something comes to me fully formed i'll write it down you know mm-hmm. but Look at
2: that, oh man i think i don't I, even know where that's at uh
3: that's my dad taking the pictures though with the big bald spot where are, <laughs> right are we there? at right there uh we did a bike uh, that was one of the bike that's rallies the house back there yeah but we it was one of the bike rallies we did it's like the first bike rally we did but i can't remember
2: where it was was it in waresborough we played something out there at yeah, that gas it was station but like i don't that. remember there being a house like it that. was something like that and i i remember more
3: about the other bike rally we did that was in the winter time that, that's the grand opening across town music yeah that looks like the gravy days right there <laughs> i got a half beard <laughs> and probably i'm <am> drunk <laughs> And It looks like the wrist was. I haven't been that skinny in a
2: long time. Down. Even though when Save I was that skinny, rinse. I still had a big old head. Look at that big old head.
3: <laughs> oh, you were the heart and soul of that. That's who the people were coming to see. Who's
2: that back Shoot. there? Uh, Can you tell? It's, it's it got to be Will Thrift on the drums, but I don't know who's standing back there. I yeah, can't see that far. There,
3: Probably it? Charlie Chastain. Probably.
2: Probably yeah. was. I think that was a. Uh, Little Charlie fell. I was just talking to him about this. That
0: that happened.
2: What happened? I think this was when maybe not. Yeah, but it was on a stage like this downtown. I'm pretty sure it was this show. Like a flatbed. The uh, Charlie Junior. I can't remember. He was just telling me about this. I saw him up in Athens. He fell and hurt his leg or something. Hurt his arm or something. Hurt his head. (laughs) Yeah. That That was in my old house there. Hey, uh, by the way, our was he our first bass player? Or? No, Jesse was with the Severalists or Plastic Man or whatever you want to call us. And then Jesse went away for a while out of our little loop and then Jonathan Gibson right there.
3: Yeah, because he, uh, I work at FedEx now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's
2: Jonathan? Yep. I was thinking that was Ken. It looks like Ken. He
3: works there and I told him about this podcast, so he's going to be listening to it. I write uh, on
2: him all the time like, here and
3: there what's weird about that what's weird about him which I know we're jumping all around or whatever mm. but um, he was our bass player for whatever uh, for a while for and Gravy I, and when we laid down the album with him right but he also played some live shows with us but you know we there was one show in Athens where I actually wasn't a part of this I my my memory's hazy but I wasn't a part of this fight like, Gravy fought a lot oh, yeah. but I don't know compared <laughs> to other bands yeah but yeah. we fought a lot. We butted heads and yeah. actually fought. But <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, we were in Athens at a play a club, and I was I vividly remember Tasty World.
2: was the only time we played in Athens. Great. But we played it a few times. Uh, Tasty World, Did and th- no, and there was
3: another club in Athens we played where they would give young bands a, a chance. I can't I can't remember the name of the place, but man, we 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 played two places up there. But I remember vividly standing off stage and uh because i'd come and go like sometimes we, we gravy was a rock band uh that jammed versus a jam band that rocked i mean yeah we were a rock band but we y'all had we, get, some, we
2: got into some crazy jams y'all got
3: in some long jams yeah so i'd go have a drink talk to a a yeah. uh, few ladies whatever. Yeah, right.
0: You were the lead singer,
3: yeah. But I, I mean, I didn't have to be there for all of it. It was Jim <laughs> Morris Jam, you but, just, uh, just walked. I to might the be a wall in the middle of because <laughs> hey, this is going twenty five more minutes. You know, I, yeah. can, I can go get a drink. But uh, I remember I was off stage and looking at the stage, and something happened, and Will and Jonathan got into it. Really, and there was almost a fit. it was it was coming to blows moment. Really? On stage, and everything just went to shit. And you were probably pissed that that happened in front of people. So you jumped into it. And I hung back because I felt like it was already bad. Oh, and I can't
2: uh, imagine them two getting into it. But
3: I never, the thing is, like
2: me and Jesse, or you and me, or he, jonathan you and got Jesse. to remember this. But, but Jonathan and Will, those were like the two peacemakers. Jonathan's
0: got to remember this. But what's
3: so crazy
0: is. We'd like to invite Jonathan and Will, if they're watching yeah. this, to yes
3: they might they might have a better recollection come on here and tell your own down come on
0: here and tell your own side of it
3: but the craziest part about it was i never saw jonathan gibson again until like two weeks ago i saw him at fedex since that night yeah like he he quit man after that and we he didn't play with us anymore and i hadn't seen him in 20 years and i saw him at fedex i was like what's up dude and I told him about the podcast and and he said he'd watch it. So maybe he can fill the blanks in, but that's how he went out. And then we really? got Really. It yeah. was because him and Will got into it. Well, he fight. was probably ready to go anyway. Uh, uh he I don't know all the ins and outs, but he 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 was probably ready to go. Uh, we were probably a bit much for somebody that wasn't yeah, we were out there. <laughs> we were out there. Okay, we were out there. And we all had the same kind of well, I mean Will was different too, but Will was just a a uh, sky pilot, so he he was out there anyway. Yes. But but me and you were were we were on a musical journey.
4: Mm-hmm. Is this
3: happening right now
0: in the podcast? What is is this the song that you wrote? That uh,
3: this is one me and him did.
0: This is a song that we wrote. Yeah. yeah.
3: Why
0: don't you play a gravy song about right now? That that that
2: would that would mean. Uh, that would be relevant. What, what was we're, that, though? That was just about. a demo of a song me and him did. It sounded like I thought it was going to be the song that you wrote for Newfanglers or something. I was like, how the hell's he got? Mm. Oh, no. Uh, no, I sent him... Uh,
3: you know what gravy song I wished you had, had sent send, me, but I don't you think me. you have? It does, I didn't send I don't you have gravy any songs, gravy songs, did I? You you uh, oh, Okay, sorry. I, um, I if you're going to play a gravy song... No, he doesn't him. have them. I didn't oh, send okay. him... Why did I send you that one, though? I don't
0: re- I don't recall. Maybe it's, maybe it was a talking point, but I didn't know it
3: came out of the blue there. It scared me. Real thing would be a good one. And uh, real thing, or uh, what was that? My favorite one was, um, what was that one that had the long jam on the end of it? All of them is had it, a long jam. Is it a... She's My Trigger? Is that the name that was, of it? I don't remember that one having a long jam. You but... know, it sounded kind of like Love and Spoonful, but it had a... Oh,
2: you're talking about that? Uh, she's my trigger is a different song. You're talking about uh, transcendental continental. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, that one. But it Ooh. had
2: she's my trigger in the lyrics. I think I okay. I, I called back the other called song. that yeah. What year did y'all come out with that? It was right towards the end. I was like, uh, the peak of gravy was like '98 to 2000. All yeah, right. yeah.
0: So when y'all, when I had the first Graham Parsons guitar pull in the backyard,
3: y'all opened the show what year was that that was when we we were we'd probably been gravy we'd been together less than a year but we were starting to write original songs i remember Mm -hmm. we some we never did again like fire in the devil's bed and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff like that kind of and
0: i remember you were over on that side of the house in front of the laundry room Mm -hmm. was where you were playing on the patio Mm -hmm. facing the backyard Mm -hmm. so uh um let's pull up that memory yeah. and go <laughs> is that one on there no that is isn't it
2: and there are grand uh, just right there Sean, i'm just acting like we have access uh, to anything that's ever happened well i don't see it now but anyhow um
0: that album was that, that album knocked me out our album yeah that gravy <laughs> album was it's it was terrific it was uh it was uh it's all over the place. Stuff that I yeah I had never heard, uh, you know, and y'all stylistically and everything, you were you were you were bringing it. All y'all were writing some songs on that thing, and the recording too. I guess
2: that was done Jesse at Jesse yeah with Jesse. Jonathan. Oh, okay. And then Jonathan and then left. Then Jesse was Jesse in the played band. on a few songs, I believe. He mm-hmm. played on uh, Love
3: Another, and because uh, I remember that was a point of contention. Oh, okay. Uh, with jonathan wanted to re-record it and but we had such a good recording. we'd already Jesse. had it recorded with just yeah that was one of his bones of mm-hmm. contention but mm-hmm. uh my biggest thing with gravy was <laughs> i appreciate you liking it and, and and we were but we were just figuring stuff out yeah, because we, what doing, we yeah. got so the best stuff we ever did never got recorded like return of the cocaine cowboy
2: it got recorded and on a cassette tape. L- at live least a version a live version of it A live version of it, but... I blew that, I think. But nobody but even knows what happened to the tape. Yeah, I and, think I had it, and I don't know what happened to it. And then, none of us could remember how to play the song. It was like the, the greatest song the ever. The greatest ever lost song ever. It was like Led Zeppelin yeah, It went meets through so many changes and yeah. different vibes during the song. Like a country song, and then it goes into some other thing.
3: But we were doing that right at the end, like, of gravy right before we ended we had jamie moore with us Mm -hmm. and you and jamie moore like uh adding just so much layers to stuff adding him because he's a great guitar player too uh we was just we were just really coming into our own like i was because a lot of stuff i cringe at my part of in gravy like y'all had some great like y'all laid down some great stuff and then i had some cheesy but i was just figuring it out but by the end of it we'd been a band three or four years Playing, being dedicated to it, practicing a lot, playing a lot. We were getting so damn good. Yeah, that's my biggest regret. is we, we were at a, we were at a turning point. We were at a, we were at a, we were fixing to hit that next level. I feel like in all areas, and it dissolved for whatever reason. But
0: so are y'all uh, uncomfortable with your parts that you're talking about uh, around the album? Time or are you saying that the album was one of the good?
3: No, I'm saying the times. No, the album was a, a still in the process of learning how to be a band. So
0: good, though. I swear to God, I the stuff we did,
3: look, the look stuff we did. That. Yeah.
2: The stuff we did after that. Yeah. That was
3: just like a step and we stall.
2: recorded some songs after that album. Yeah, we we had some um, demos that that were really good. song demo mm-hmm. or something.
3: Like the Transcendental Continental. That wasn't on the album. Transcendental that was Continental. Good. Rock and
2: Roll 101. Transcendental
0: yeah. Continental wasn't on the
3: album? No, mm-hmm. that
2: was when we were but we were getting to another level. You there. might have heard some others the other stuff. We had a it had a uh, it was a white C D. We made them all ourselves, but mm-hmm. A white uh album background and then a uh, pinup girl on a rocket and it said gravy on the rocket or something so, and then we had like five or so songs that were newer on that well that's i've got it i don't home, have any of it 12 or ah, 13 gravy
0: wow. songs so i'm thinking about that that's as the, the album not, that's the album yeah that's oh, the album was, proper okay. but okay. we okay. did which was
2: called self-entitled uh psychedelic self-important white trash retro party right? psychedelic right. self-important yeah. white trash yeah but
3: we i don't know we just went beyond that pretty quickly but we don't have anything the regretfully we don't have a lot of that to show for it yeah. and and also another element to gravy that you couldn't really capture at that time was the live
2: yeah, we well, were a live
3: band we were a I feel
1: Kick-ass.
3: like we were a pretty good
2: live band. Yeah, well, we played down at Whitfield's during Christmas, like the biggest. Yeah, we had day, some packed out you know, places and, and New Year's Eve and stuff.
3: Yeah, wall to wall
2: people. We played in the gazebo one time.
3: Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. We we the craziest thing. I don't know how much how real y'all want to get on or how real y'all can get on here, but uh, as real as you want. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll just say it then. The crazy thing was uh um mickey's bar uh, little nights we played there every thursday for we one played, summer yeah okay he had a whole harebrained yeah yeah every he had a harebrained idea or where or he Wednesday. was going to do it was a hardcore country bar at the time like hardcore <laughs> yeah. but everybody went there and the craziest thing there'd be the country band playing all night nobody danced and then as soon as they took a break they'd start playing some shitty hip-hop and everybody <laughs> get out there and dance then <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but so he decided he liked us so he decided well, we're gonna have Thursday nights It's gonna be our rock night, our
2: psychedelic <laughs> rock. I had the uh, what I remember about that is I had the toy laser gun that I would stick to the guitar pickups and yeah. it would come through my amp.
3: <laughs> yeah, we went
2: out there, dude. <laughs> and I, like I was doing all that, and then took a break, and they didn't know I was standing there, but I was at the upstairs bar. They didn't know I was up there. And uh, the bartender was like, if he puts that damn gun, if he puts <laughs> that damn gun to that guitar one more damn time. Oh, uh, the bartenders, yeah. the old hard. I'm going go down there They hated, hated us. They, hated, they us. hated what the hell we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Which screw them. I mean, all they got to do is serve the
3: drink. But <laughs> what was interesting about that <laughs> time was musically, it was so interesting because it was basically a recreation of the 60s acid party to te- acid yeah. test stuff, because some of the people around our orbit at that time were, for whatever reason, yeah. I won't mention any names, but heavy duty truck dealers, I guess. But, <laughs> but they really? had like they had a lot of acid. They had a lot of mushrooms <laughs> and everybody was taking them, including I know me and you. We're taking them in the band. <laughs> so those nights were like a trip party night. and but, but they were experimental as hell because the music was like that. We got on a groove and and we had some, I remember Paul Lee was, I never knew if he liked us or not, but he was there one night and he, he said like, he said that's some of the greatest live music I've ever heard. He said that and you know that dude sings some good live music. I mean, mm-hmm. even at that time, he was like, this is other level stuff. I was like, "Yeah, it is," <laughs> and it was. I mean, I still stand by. I wish we had some some CDs, and tapes yeah. of live tapes of that.
0: So, did y'all have Sound Man back then, or did they all, had the guy that was had, there? They Roger. had the little
3: Knight, little nuts, Roger. Yeah, Roger Sound. <laughs> Roger Dodger. Yeah, he would say, "Everybody, put your psychedelic headbands on for gravy." Yeah, and uh, but people, <laughs> I mean, people come up to me. That well, was the time I there?
0: That was it, I was still you in probably, my post office. You probably days. were. I was at the tail end of my post office. You Didn't day. really give a shit I about us. This was
3: like I didn't even. This was like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was every like Thursday. When, uh, the first guitar pool was had, so I was only going out on the town maybe once every three months or so. And I was at the post office, working at the post office, and that took
2: up my life right there. So I I'm if, trying to remember I, I know the first time I met Dave was I you should have gone. You brought me man. over to Dave's house and we were showing you songs that we had written, just sitting around playing and uh I don't remember what. At my house? Yeah. I thought the first time we met was you you took me to his
3: house. Or your store maybe. No,
2: know, it was that house over there uh Camden. Uh, crystal I, it may and maybe that was but i know the first time we sat down and played music for you was in your living room that sounds right because i don't think we we'll, played for, music for you and lynn time. and like we play a song we play a song we play a song
3: because <laughs> we were just starting then like i don't know you'd been around mm-hmm. longer than me you were at serious something in high school playing I, I used to go to those shows but i didn't know you but you had been playing it. You, you were on a track. You'd you, you done went to music school, art school, and stuff. You were kind of like initially, we were kind of discovering it together, but you initially, you were the leader. You were the kind of guiding us in, in, in the, the music or whatever. You had uh-huh. the most experience of anybody.
0: Uh, who of y'all um, first started pulling in the Graham Parsons connection?
2: I mean, I grew up. I didn't even with know it. who Grand Parsons was until you Graham knew, told me. You, of course, knew. I just. Mm-hmm. I, grew I never up even. With I grew up, up in Wake and didn't know who but, he was. But you were into it, though. I mean, but but wasn't yeah, Chris you, you, you Ryan were right,
0: involved he, in some of that, too? He was on the scene. He came scene. along
2: later. Well, this was later. He was I on guess. the scene early, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, when, when you were turning me on to it, about the time I got. It took me a few listens, I think. And then I was like, I like this song, but I'm not sure about this. I like this one. But it was just. It was a total shift in anything i'd ever heard and so i was like it took me a while i remember the night that i got it but that was like on some mushrooms but there um, you go we were uh the grateful dad we so, (laughs) so anyway chris came along about that time that i'd gotten into it from you getting me into it and you i think i'd already been hanging out with you at this point too and then Chris did the same thing. I don't. I like this song, but I don't mm-hmm. like this. The rest of it. I like this one song, and the rest of it, shit. And then, like,
0: so you think that uh, he when, it. however, it was that that you and I met through through Graham. Um, was that pre nineteen ninety eight? Oh yeah, or was it? I mean, it was close. I, I think it was closed. ninety.
3: I think it was right. ninety eight. I about I know the same that, time. But, I know that I. I know it would have been nineteen ninety six when we first met and started playing together. So maybe it was 96. So around saying. that time, not far after that. I'm I sure lived in I that took house you, your that house. you're talking about
2: 97, 98. Okay. Yeah, yeah. cuz
3: I knew you a while before you had the house, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that house became a den of sin. It did, man. <laughs> uh
2: that's where we practiced that, that's where we partied that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, every night I mean, there's so many nights that you can't even put all the stories together, but like, or remember it all. But right, like, that house, every night was a party, and no <laughs> cops ever came, and it was on. Yeah, we were right. The there. Main
3: drag. Yeah, on, we were boom. on the main drag. You remember, you had that circular window that opened yeah. up like a uh, porthole. Yeah, like, but it was like a, a television show or something. You just pop, like a little Muppet, pop yeah. his head out the window. Hey, like Sesame like, Street. Uh,
0: yeah. Laughing. Laugh
3: yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I remember there's so many crazy characters that would just hang out, just, you know, we, I know we were in Waycross, but it was kind of like we were living that, that hate uh, ash Like we were living the artist, <laughs> yeah. the artist life. Bohemian. We were really
2: living the artist life. I, I mean, it was I had my a house and sometimes I'd be like, Hey, I'm Sean. Like <laughs> I don't know who you are, but.
3: but that was the good times, man. That was yeah. the uh you sort of w- you sort of wish you knew that you were in the good times when you're in the good times, so you can <laughs> fully enjoy them. Because I took a lot of that for granted, like the bonding we did, the yep. music we made. It it this was is just going to awesome. be
2: forever. This is how it is, and man. I
3: wish somebody was recording all of it and kept the tapes. Yeah. That's Luckily. my biggest regret in music. I, I, so many songs, so many songs that I've went into the studio and recorded. We
2: did record a lot of those gone, practices you know? somehow or another. Probably, I remember I had a tape deck from a Magnavox tape recorder from, that I bought from Radio Shack that was eighty damn dollars, but it had a left and right quarter inch jacks on the back. Right, and when you, we'd hook up two microphones and just put them in the room. Yeah, and, we we and recorded record. our practices
3: and jams and
2: stuff for later. Box
0: was a good brand too i think that's one of my
2: first stereo i would was love the of
3: ev- even after all that whenever cypress creek was first happening i know larry's got to have some of those old sets yeah, he's right? he got does.
2: A, he's got a lot of recordings i would he, love to get my hands he's on he's yeah. Got a, some of got that. them archived did we play there
3: as gravy well i don't know that we played there as gravy but it was still so close two gravy we days there's the
2: newfanglers yeah but
3: even pre-newfanglers too we we were so close of coming off of gravy because you went on to play with laney right after that but about six months we, you had jack cadillac after that i sat in with jack cadillac so many times uh mm-hmm. that it was i mean not that i was part of the band i wasn't but i sat in with y'all i sat in with him we all mm-hmm. sat in with each other it mm-hmm. was kind of like the newfanglers Were really happening before they happened. I mean, Mm -hmm. because we were all jamming together. It was Mm -hmm. a big, one big band. Yeah, Uh,
0: Lulu's Whitfields, and uh, and then the Creek. I I don't remember. I think they were like early two thousands. Coyotes, Coyotes, yeah, or Bahamas. Was that where Bahamas uh, and
3: Coyotes Cypress Creek is now or something? No, they were
0: uh, behind uh, is where it's across the street uh, from uh christopher used to be christopher Christopher. oh yeah i do right across from the that was the place
3: that was the place where there were the indians owned it or somebody and me and you had to go in there and and get our money and meet with them yeah remember that
2: yeah they were not gonna pay us or something yeah we had
3: to meet like a mafia meeting with all the owners and it was me and you right yeah and, okay, we packed that place. <laughs> we packed paid it, it out, and they weren't <laughs> going to pay us. Yeah, we made those dudes so much money. And they tried to turn around and say, uh, oh, we didn't have that deal or whatever. We didn't have that. Uh, it, it was like first time zone f- for free or whatever. And w- me and you had to go in there and, and get our money. Yeah.
2: Did you all get it? I don't remember that part, but I remember we went in there. I
3: remember it was a tense situation. And for whatever reason, nobody else wanted to go. Like, we were... Yeah, we probably drew straws to see who, and me and you had to go do it. Did y'all speak the same language. There were interpreters involved. I honestly <laughs> remember that. Part there of, were interpreters. It was like somebody <laughs> like they, they were they, they were just, telling they were the trying to get man. something for nothing. It was yeah. really a mafia movie because I remember the it's like the table Indian of them. mafia. Yeah, table of them sitting there, and they were just pricks, man, because they could have paid us. They made yeah. a lot of money. Oh I know man, that.
2: they made thousands that night.
3: Yeah, and we weren't even asking. We Probably oh, weren't even asking give for a hundred dollars a man. Give us
2: our two hundred dollars, yeah. yeah. Do you
3: remember? <laughs> do you remember the night there was this dude that went to Ware County with all of us, and he was friends with Mason or somebody or Jody. Jody Parrott was our drummer for a while mm-hmm. too. Uh, we went to Douglas to his, him and his family started a club in Douglas, and we went and played there, and there weren't a lot of people there. That was a Douglas. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure it was Douglas. And they paid us twice. They paid
3: us twice. We they, didn't
2: know they paid us they twice. They
3: paid me and they paid you.
2: And on the way home, we we're figured like, it out. Yeah, we're like, oh, we got both but, got paid. But
3: man, we didn't go back and give him the money. We were like, we
2: did go back.
3: No, he come that. He come to your house that night, and he was all embarrassed, and we were embarrassed, and we had to give him part of the money. He came back. to my house. Yeah, to I get thought it. that
2: halfway back they called us, and we turned around. and went... No, and I
3: remember we went home. We were like, what should we do? And we we're like. Screw it! Let's keep the money. <laughs> and they uh, they had been so nice to us too. So needless to say, we never played there again. But but we, we, we tried to, to we tried to wreck them. I he had think. to it come almost and get the money. it
2: almost evened
0: out. Y'all wouldn't have had to get the money from the Pakistan's. Yeah, yeah we got paid,
3: double at, got paid double at the there other gig. Double There was nobody
2: at that gig though. I yeah, about, I felt real bad about that because
3: like, they did not make money that night. But uh, you know, we we were ahead of our time. I feel like we. <laughs> We didn't know what we were doing. We were figuring it out, and I don't think people even – I mean, people appreciated it, but I don't think any of us fully I don't appreciated how good it was at the time.
2: I Ooh. think we appreciated how good it was at the time. But I don't think any – because we were listening to stuff that other people hadn't even called on to yet. Right. And like the Afghan wigs. A lot of Afghan wigs and just odd bands, and we were – that was creeping its way into our writing, Yeah. And – Nobody, everybody was like, what the hell is this? You know? I remember
3: I was uh, hanging out with some chick and I was listening to a live Afghan Wigs uh, CD or whatever mm-hmm. that you'd probably give me and uh, she was like, oh, when did y'all record this? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, that ain't us, honey. That ain't us. But well, it could have been like we were so heavily influenced by that band. I mean, and nobody knew that band. So yeah. it was kind of like we not stole their thunder or anything, but we sounded wholly original to everybody because they were so
2: underground. You all know? of yeah, all of our um, influences were so, so I we heard were that a, we were really original. But we, well, we were, were taking a piece
3: of, of this and a piece of that. I like. had never,
0: I wouldn't listen to Afghan Wigs and stuff like that. So, but that's maybe that's why uh, my uh, my opinion of that album is so raving. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I was just blown away by y'all's uh, album. Well, we were I mean, listening to a out. lot of old stuff too. And uh, the red hot chili peppers oh, Y'all they were turned, a huge, me turned me on to John them too. Chili peppers. John Spencer Blues explosion. Oh yeah. Uh
3: Afghan wiz. R. L. Burnside. R. L. Yeah. Burnside. Uh who else? Beck Beck was Beck, a huge Beck so was
2: for me. Beck's always been a huge influence for me. But he
3: was the guy that bridged the gap between okay, he's got some crazy retro psychedelic rock, but and some some funk and stuff but he's also throwing in old blues and country mm-hmm. he wrote a song that johnny cash covered back then uh the, mm-hmm. the, the, like rowboat yeah, like mm-hmm. he had some crazy country and that to me in my mind i was like oh hey this is kind of like Grand parsons and i didn't even know that all these i didn't know how huge Grand parsons was i i just grew up with him because he's from waycross mm-hmm. like i appreciated him because he was from here but i was mm-hmm. like hey this is kind of like that well beck was on the tribute to Grant, right but Mm -hmm. like wilco all the bands we love Mm -hmm. we found out later hey they love we're like we're into these all
2: these bands that were influenced by the guy from our town you know what it's it's almost too like uh it's almost
3: like we were influenced by the same bands that great bands were influenced like we we skipped a step like if that makes any sense like we weren't just listening to what was on the radio we were listening to stuff old old stuff and being influenced by that so maybe that was part of what what made our
2: sound like it was too back then though i mean there wasn't like wasn't like streaming music and yeah this was pre internet pre everything and uh we would you would have to go out and find new bands and whatever and when you found them you really you know you'd hold on to them and just soak up everything they had, had and like nobody else knows what the hell this and nobody is. really did yeah. i mean not around here yeah uh, i
3: remember me and you went and probably jesse lee we went back to back two nights and saw john spencer yeah we did when acme came With out
2: conway and zach conway went yeah i know he went the second night yeah because we, we went to tallahassee
3: over. and we went to uh ebor city Ebor city oh. and i got, we got about pulled him. over at That's uh, tampa yeah Tallahassee and Tampa. Wow, uh, you know that's where Graham's
0: back. place is.
3: Oh, really? Where City. Mark Holland guy yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah I did not know.
0: A bread and breakfast after Grandpa's.
3: I don't know uh, Ybor City. <laughs> I need to use, take a bathroom break. Let's take short. Right. We're gonna take a short
0: break uh, right sorry. now. Be right back.
1: Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my vein gonna find its way Something in the water taught me how to pray When the cold black water finds its way into your veins You'll never be the same
0: Welcome back, folks something in the water podcast uh our guest this week is my nephew david graham griffin we call him graham we call him poke chop no we call him <laughs> we call him graham so you got us a story to tell huh you said that you had a story to tell uh, hey? uh
3: the Ebor city yeah, yeah. story or hazelhurst you said well, you both, of, Ybor, both Ybor. of those yeah, yeah. But, uh, we were thinking about ending on the Ebor city but i was ruminating about that and yeah. uh, whittling When I ruminate, I whittle, (laughs) but I was thinking maybe that should be a deep end uh, story if we're going to do the deep end.
0: I heard about this deep end y'all had. I wanted to check it out. Uh, So it's one of them stories. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right, folks. So in other words, uh, we do have a, a, a Patreon account known as the deep end, and it's for something water podcast that go off the deep end and uh they are rather risque and uh can carry certain sentences uh with them
2: sentences and words (laughs)
0: yeah as in as in lawsuits (laughs) prison terms (laughs) no we do get kind of down and dirty with our uh deep end and uh and uh I appreciate you letting letting us know that. Yeah, I just in I, advance.
3: I wanted my mama to see one of these, but not maybe not both of <laughs> right. them.
0: Well, but uh yeah, five dollars a month is all it takes and you can you can catch those uh, it's, it's
2: the behind the scenes, it's Grand the extra, Griffin stories. The extra bonus footage. Uh-huh.
0: And I'm sure they're good. Uh, but uh you can catch that at the deep end. So uh right now we're gonna uh, do some of your original Songs.
3: Oh yeah, I thought I'd do one that me and you wrote together, cool.
0: uh, Louise. And uh, by the way, I didn't write any of these words. I you just said this disclaimer. is how I want it to go, and uh, we did. Uh, well, we collaborated uh, on it, but... Bernie, Bernie Top, and Elton John moment.
4: Weeze, weeze. Well, you ain't no aristocrat, and I ain't no tightrope walker. How come you treat me like an acrobat? It's a shame the way you make me walk the line up on the high rise. All cold, frozen, blind Oh, Louise, Louise Is it dark up in your room? Is that why you're still sleeping Past three in the afternoon? Won't you come outside and dry my sorry eyes? Up on the high rise Stalked, cold, frozen, blind Oh, Louise, Louise I am weeping like a willow your poetry's good company, but it don't make a very good pillow. Won't you come outside and dry my sorry eye? Up on high rise. Stone cold frozen by. Drunk. You said if I didn't want trouble, should will never ask you to come. No, I'm half a mind not to walk your line. Up on a high rise, stone cold frozen by. Oh Louise, Louise, oh do anything you will, I'll be up on my trapeze tonight outside your windowsill, trying hard not to walk your line, up on the high rise. All cold frozen by
3: Yes sir We haven't played that in about a decade so That's pretty good good. It's probably the best time I ever heard it Not that I ever heard it bad (laughs) That was pretty much the last song I ever wrote A full song I ever wrote Probably It's a good one
0: Appreciate it. I've always enjoyed it myself. Well, friendly folks, uh, it's time once again for a tale of the week by yours truly. And it says... The reason I'm called Uncle Dave is because of this guy right here. He was my first uh, offspring. What is it? Uh, uh, nephew, niece, when it comes to the, the uh, downline, you were the first. He was born into the world on April 8th 1977 with a name honoring both myself and one of his daddy's favorite musicians, Graham Parsons. David Graham Griffin, my first and only nephew, was an exciting addition into the Griffin Up line, and through the years has inspired me to be as good a songwriter as I can be. My older brother, Gary, fresh from a stint in Cornwall, England with the Air Force, Settled down with his young wife Debbie in the college town of Athens, Georgia, to make good use of his military provided GI Bill education benefit. As he followed his muse, that of a newspaper journalist, from school editor of Ware County High's Gator Gab, then editor of University of Georgia's Red and Black, finally graduating and joining the local Waycross Journal Herald, where he was the managing editor. Gary has been a role model for me my entire life. From a young age, his intellectual taste in music led me into directions and discoveries that left an enduring love of groups like Blues Magoos on that little 45 RPM record with the Red Mercury label blasting out, We Ain't Got Nothing Yet. Virtually everything the Moody Blues had to offer through full-length long-playing albums and The Magnificent. 12 Dreams of Dr. Sardonicus, a 1970 epic release from California psychedelic rock group Spirit. By the time he was fully ensconced as a family man in his little apartment in Athens, I was touring on the road and down-home band with Eddie Middleton, and I quite fancied myself as an independent music appreciator on my own. Several visits with my brother made me realize that he was not finished molding and infusing my appetite for great taste. In the spring of 76, I had more flexible income as a working musician and promptly laid down several hundred dollars for a state-of-the-art Akai reel-to-reel multi-track tape recorder. I had a lovely relationship with that 70-pound piece of wood, wires, and capacitors. As soon as the song came through heart and soul to pen and paper, I could put it down for all time by simply mashing record. I carried that machine with me everywhere I went, to every road, motel, and every town we played in, laying down my innermost thoughts on love, loss, and enlightenment in song. But before I left Athens that weekend, Brother Gary handed me a cassette tape that he had recorded off UGA's college radio station. It was the first time i had ever heard of Barefoot Jerry, a southern country rock band out of Nashville, Tennessee. The recording was their fourth release. You can't get off with your shoes on. A stunning blend of vocal harmony, pedal steel flourishes, intuitive lyrics and intricate guitar solos. Wound up tighter than a G string on a Gibson guitar and wrapped loosely in a so- sonic package of rock and roll, country, soul and funk. A year later, my nephew Graham was born. That'd be you. And if that weren't enough of a gift, Gary proceeded to introduce me to another musical treasure of the South, Gamble Rogers. James Gamble Rogers IV was born in Winter Park, Florida, January 31st, 1937. The namesake of two prominent architects in his family, his father, James Gamble Rogers II, and great-uncle James Gamble Rogers. Turning his back on the family legacy, he became a musician instead. After a brief stay in the folk group, the Serendipity Singers, who had a top-ten hit in 1965 with Don't Let the Rain Come Down. Y'all don't remember that one?
3: Mm-mm. I hadn't heard that
0: one. Uh, it's uh, also, parentheses, is also known as Crooked Little Man. Campbell oh, crooked
3: little man. Why didn't you say that? Don't why do not you just say
0: crooked? Campbell started playing solo gigs around Florida. By the 70s, he was headlining the Florida Folk Festival, making waves nationwide for his folk finger-picking and humorously imaginative storytelling style and influencing the music of Jimmy Buffett and David Bromberg. His style of creating characters from a fictional place called Oklahoma County, Florida is reminiscent of the literary genius of William Faulkner. Gamble's fictional characters with names like Steel Bill, Agamemnon Abramovitz Jones, (laughs) or Miss Yulala Singletary were not near as distraught and forlorn as Faulkner's creations. Instead, they were often placed in fabulous predicaments that the titles of Roger's songs bore out, like Bovine Midwifery, Airstream trailer orgy or the honey dipper, a hilarious tale of some poor soul sitting in a portalette when the pickup crane came along and gave him the ride of his life. (laughs) I'm certain he Twittered several times during that scatological loop-de-loop and probably didn't go for a month after a very humble and self-sacrificing man. Gamble Rogers died on October 10th, 1991 attempting to save the life of a man who was drowning in the rough surf off Flagler Beach. Compromised since childhood by spinal arthritis, he was not a good swimmer, but Gamble chose to head into the ocean nonetheless. In honor of his heroism, the Florida legislature renamed that stretch of beach Gamble Rogers Memorial State Recreation Area. Gamble Rogers Middle School in St. Augustine is named after the self-described modern troubadour. The annual Gamble Rogers Music Festival is held in his honor each May in St. Augustine, and in 1998, he was inducted into the Florida Artists' Hall of Fame. Gamble Rogers was quite a man, humble as the day was long, a talented and gifted writer of words, and An appreciator of life and music, kind of sounds like my brother, your daddy, if you ask me. <laughs> hey, well, that was uh, the end. <laughs>
2: that was good. But <laughs> so we're going to take this. Uh, we're going to take this conversation over into the deep end. And if you'd like to see the rest of this conversation, you can subscribe to our Patreon which is something in the water podcast deep in, right? Is that right? And we have, uh, <laughs> Justin has chimed in. I said, that is correct. So, <laughs> uh, check He's it out. He's good like that. You well, know, folks, we thank you for
0: tuning in this time. Graham, we appreciate you being on. Oh, this was awesome, man. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, Uh, what's that old saying Uh, uh, you ain't got to go but you can't stay here (laughs) that's what we used to leave a club back in the 70s when we'd be through playing (laughs) we'd tell the folks you ain't got to go but you can't stay here here. it's kind of like that right now folks you ain't got to go but you, uh, you can't stay here on something water just come on over to the deep end to catch the rest of this unique conversation meantime
1: man